Hello everyone and welcome back to the Vulnerability Hangover. I'm your host Nikki and this is Enzo, our emotional support dog. Today we are going to be talking about my experiences in sex work and specifically me being a bikini barista since that's where I started off in sex work. Again, we are going to be pulling a affirmation for today out of my card deck and it's going to be randomized of course and let's see what we get i'm gonna randomly pull a card all right so the affirmation is i am determined to reach my goals and grateful for every achievement no matter how big or small pretty relevant because being in the sex work industry helped me afford the life that I have right now and gave me a lot more experiences with the jobs that I have and do to this day. Today we are drinking a Celsius again. This one is also the sparkling kiwi guava. I believe we had that in the last episode, but we need lots of caffeine to get through this episode. Let's get into it. I started off as a bikini barista when I was 19 years old. I was kicked out of my parents' house at 18, so I have basically been fending for myself since I was 18, and I decided when I was 19 years old that I needed to make some extra money, and there was a bikini barista stand that had just opened 10 minutes from where I was living at the time, and I decided why not. Back when I first started, there wasn't a lot of bikini barista stands that were in my area, but there was one that was right up the street, which was our competition. And actually the owner who owned the stand that I first worked at was one of the baristas that worked there and she decided to open up a stand right up the road. First stand that I worked at was right next to a smoke shop and a gas station. The location was extremely convenient because a lot of people would stop by our stand right before work or when they were getting gas or when they were picking up smokes. A lot of people would pop by in the stand. It was just like a really convenient location. I was 19 when I first applied and I just walked up to the stand and let them know that I wanted to be a barista and I wanted to work part-time because I was also working as a waitress but I wanted to make some extra money. And within a couple of days, the owner called me and set me up to train with one of the girls at the stand. So my first day of training, I was trained by a super experienced barista who also worked at the stand way up the road. She helped the owner start the stand. It was kind of an overwhelming experience, but I just, decided why the hell not and jumped into it. The shift that I worked was only a couple of hours and the only prior barista experience that I really had was from a normal coffee stand and it was one of those chain ones. I'm not gonna say the name of it just in case, but I only worked there for a couple of weeks and then I went to a different waitressing job after that so i didn't have a lot of barista experience it was quite overwhelming and it was even more so overwhelming because i was in a bikini so i ended up not liking the job very much and i decided that i was just gonna do waitressing for a little while so i stuck to that and then within a couple of months i collected myself and was like okay 
I do kind of like this job. I think I could do it and I think I could make some decent money. I went back to the coffee stand and this time the owner trained me and it was an overall really good experience and I ended up working a couple times a week. I think I was working three afternoon shifts which is where you typically start because afternoons are usually a lot slower. After I got the hang of it I started getting offered morning shifts so I would go to my barista job in the morning and then at night I would close at my waitressing job. When I was 19 years old that was pre-breast augmentation although I knew that I wanted to save up for a breast augmentation possibly going to college and a new car because at the time I was literally driving a beat up old Ford and then I drove a really old BMW that was constantly having issues. So I was like saving up for that kind of stuff. I was very addicted to spray tanning and using a tanning bed and I started getting filler in my lips. And I also was getting uh, lash extensions as well. So I really started investing in myself and my looks at the time. So the type of clientele that you typically see going through these stands and the type of clientele that visited me were majority men. A lot of them were married. Sometimes couples would come through, but like I said, majority of the clientele were men. Sometimes people would roll through with their children, but I saw a wide variety of people come through specifically for me. Like I mentioned earlier, this was pre-breast augmentation. And this job was my way to saving up to afford a breast augmentation. So I created this little jar that my customers would come through and tip me in. And I called it the titty bear jar because I made it out of one of those animal cracker containers and it was a bear and then I just put uh, Nikki's titty fund on there. A lot of my customers would roll through and put their extra change in there and within a couple of months I was able to save up for my breast augmentation. I had plans to get it done the following year. Now I ended up forming a lot of close friendships with a lot of my customers. I would see them practically every day. I was there for them at the start of their day and at the end of their day so I really got to know a lot of my customers and some of them I even talked to to this day. When I was 19 I was a little bit more naive and I did end up going out on a couple dates with some of my customers. I also hung out with some of my customers outside of work. I never really had a lot of bad experiences except for one guy in specific who I went out on a date with. This guy came through, he was in his early 30s. I, at the time, didn't know how old he was until I went on a date with him, but he would come and visit me every day and I thought he was super attractive. He was a hard worker and he always tipped really good. We had good conversations. So when he asked me out, I said yes and we went out on our first day at the sushi place. On our first day, I ended up finding out that he was in his early 30s, and at the time, I didn't really see a huge problem with it 
because I thought I was very mature for my age and I was used to dating guys that were older than me but not that much older than me. The date was pretty normal and we talked about going on another date but we didn't schedule anything on that date. He kept seeing me at the coffee stand and then one day he texted me to come over and hang out with him at his house and we were gonna watch some movies. Now, looking back, that was like a huge red flag. For me now, I never go to a guy's house, especially on a second date. Anyways, I drove over to his house and things seemed relatively normal. He wasn't trying to do anything with me. We were cuddling and just watching movies and my phone kept going off. At the time when I was 19, I was kind of dating around. I was going through a little bit of a hoe phase. I was on dating apps and I wasn't committed to any person and I wasn't committed to this guy whatsoever and wasn't really expecting anything out of him. And I'm saying that now because of what I'm about to tell you. Like I said, my phone kept going off and so I decided to answer it, which really pissed him off. He got super angry that I even picked up my phone because he wanted all the attention on him and the movie. He wasn't even talking to me and we weren't really like having a conversation. We were just sitting and watching the movie and to be honest, the movie was super boring. I didn't really think it was a big deal that I answered the text. So when I went to go and answer the text message, it was from a guy. He like messaged me, I believe, on Facebook or on Tinder. I can't really remember, but the guy, the customer that I was on a weird date with decided to grab my phone and go through it. Mind you, this guy was a lot stronger than me, so I could not get my phone back. And when he snatched my phone, he took it, stood up, and started going through all my messages. He went through all my messages on Tinder, he went through all my messages on Facebook, and he was scrolling through and reading them out loud, and I could not get my phone back. This guy was absolutely insane, and I was a little bit scared. I eventually was able to get my phone back, and I told him that I wanted nothing to do with him anymore, and that he was psycho, and I left. That was the end of that. I blocked him on everything, and I told the other girls at the stand about him, and he stopped going and visiting me at the stand. Then, a couple months later, he decided to show up, this was around like October time and I had seen him a couple months prior. So I believe that was like late summer, I think August. I'm not exactly sure. I guess he had been visiting the other girls at the stand, but not as frequent. And he asked if I wanted to go on another date. He apologized for everything. He seemed pretty sincere. I still had a little bit of weird feelings about him, but I just kind of pushed it to the side and told him sure but can we bring one of the girls from the coffee stand who is one of my friends? He said yes, and he said that he would pick us up and we would go to a haunted house. We ended up going to the haunted house. Her and I drank a little bit. He didn't because another red flag. This guy had a DUI, so he had a blower in his car and he could not 
have any alcohol in his system. He was sober driving us to the haunted house and her and I were drinking a little bit. This friend was not very good at handling her alcohol and the night ended in her blowing up on me. We went and got Mexican food, came back to her place and she just completely lost it and got angry with me because I guess she liked this customer and she thought that I was getting in the way of her dating him and all this stuff. I told her I did not want to date this guy and that she could have him and he told her he was not interested in her and he was interested in me. So it was just this whole thing. I ended up leaving her house and he ended up taking me home and him and I got in an argument in the car because he felt embarrassed and put on the spot and he didn't have a fun time and he was upset because he drove all this way to go to this haunted house and he really wanted to hang out with me and I was just like dude the lack of communication here you're fucking psycho so I told him I never wanted to see him again and that if he ever comes up to the coffee stand I will call the police so there were a couple months where I started to get a little bit scared that he might show up and I stopped working the afternoon shifts and started switching my days around so that he wasn't going around the stand at my normal times luckily I never saw that guy again but I did have another weird experience with a customer after that there was this customer that I was always super friendly to I didn't really think much of it but like you can never tell the impact that you make on people my next experience was with a customer who was younger he was around my age he randomly came to my stand one day because he was stopping by the smoke shop and he didn't realize it was a bikini coffee stand I used to get that all the time oh I didn't know it was a bikini coffee stand but anyways he came up to the stand and he ordered a smoothie for me because he didn't drink caffeine we got to talking I'm always super friendly with my customers and I didn't really think anything of it but I told him to come and visit me at my next shift like I normally do so he was coming by for like a couple months in the summertime and one day it was like extremely hot out and he stopped by I started to make his normal drink and he was like no I just need water I've been walking around all day this guy didn't have a car so we'd always walk up to the stand but he's like I need water I feel like I'm super dehydrated and I was like okay so I gave him a 32 ounce water cup filled it with ice and I was like are you sure you don't need any food or anything like that and he's like no I'm fine and he seemed pretty normal we got to talking then he decided that he wanted to have his usual which was a mixed berry parfait style smoothie and he wanted a ham and cheese croissant so I started making him his food we were talking and he told me that he was in love with me and that he wanted to be my boyfriend I told him that's really nice, but I only see him as a customer and I don't date my customers. I'm sorry he can continue to come and visit me at the stand or he could just go back to living his normal life if he was uncomfortable. Then he started acting super freaking weird after I handed him his drink and his food. He started stumbling around the parking lot. I got a little bit freaked out, so I closed the window and locked it. And then this guy flings himself onto my car and his food and smoothie goes everywhere. I was like, oh my fucking God, this guy is psycho. I got scared, I closed the blinds and called 911 and told them 
that this guy was at the stand and I wanted him off the property. The cops came and got him off the property. When I was on the phone with him, he was like banging on the window telling me not to call the police, that he was fine, that he just passed out. He didn't freaking pass out. He like threw himself on the car and then got up immediately and was fine. I can't even believe that situation. It still replays in my head sometime. I mentioned before that we were up the street from our competition. Now the owner of the stand that was up the road from us was a man and the owner of our stand was a husband and wife, if that says anything. I guess the guy would come to our stand whenever there was a new girl and he would try and mess with them and record them to try and get them turned in to the city or something like that. And I was working an afternoon shift in the summertime. It was a couple months into when I first started working. I didn't know what this guy looked like. I saw this like dark Hummer pull up and I immediately had this super weird feeling about the guy. He was super creepy. He was talking to me, asking me all these questions, asking me questions about the product, how much they were. I started making his drink and trying to change the conversation because I didn't want to get in trouble for giving out any information about the stand. And that was something that the owners didn't want us to do because they knew that this guy would come through. I didn't really put two and two together until he started getting super weird and asking me to do shows and to flash him and to pour ice all over my body because it was hot outside. I don't know. It was super weird. Obviously, I said no. And after he left, I called the owners and told them everything about it. The owners were super good about checking the camera and when they checked the camera they realized it was the competitor up the street so the owner the husband went over to that guy's stand and told him that if he ever shows up again that he's going to call the police and to just leave them alone and I never saw that guy again so that was a really weird experience so eventually like towards the end of when I stopped working there we started having a high turnaround because the owners were not keeping up with the stand very much. Me and the original girl started losing shifts for some reason and we were getting a lot of complaints from the customers about the girls that they were hiring. So it was just overall kind of turning into shit. Like the owners started acting like they didn't really want to have the stand anymore and the toilet that was in there was like always freaking clogged. This is relevant to the next story that I'm about to tell you. We had this one girl working there that we suspected could have possibly been on drugs, but we had no evidence that she had done anything. It was mostly just a rumor and a lot of customers were complaining about how weird she was acting. I didn't really think anything of it because we never worked with other baristas except for if we worked a Friday morning shift and I never worked Friday morning shifts but this girl, I guess, one day came in and decided that she was going to shit in a coffee cup and leave it under the sink. I, unfortunately, was the one that found that coffee cup. I guess her reasoning for shitting in the coffee cup was because the toilet was clogged or the toilet wasn't cleaned, something like that. I don't know. But I called the owners and she was fired and the owners like went and cleaned everything up. It was super fucking disgusting. That's not like the only gross thing that I've experienced with other baristas. For the most part, a lot of the girls that I worked with at this stand were relatively clean, but a lot of them would either not clean up after them 
themselves w during shift change or would forget to restock for the girls in the morning. That was the only real issue that we had, there was not a lot of drama, or at least I didn't think there was a lot of drama because I wasn't super involved in it. Towards the end of when I stopped working there, it just progressively started getting worse. A lot of the customers were getting a little bit more aggressive or creepy and gross, which it wasn't always like that. So I have no idea why we started getting a lot of these weird clientele. It was probably because we were starting to get a lot busier and people realized we were a bikini coffee stand or it could have been like the girls that we were hiring were doing something else i don't really know but i had a couple experiences towards the end of me working there that basically were the reason why i quit in the first place the first one was this guy pulled up to the stand and when he pulled up to the stand he was listening to porn at full blast i heard everything i heard the moaning i think he was doing something over his pants in the car but i just didn't say anything to this guy because i was in complete shock and i never had that happened to me before so i started making this drink this guy and i were having a normal conversation it didn't look like he was doing anything bad he tipped me pretty good and then he just went along his day we looked over the cameras he wasn't doing anything but it was just a weird interaction and he was just kind of a strange guy he came back and visited a couple times he wasn't like a frequent customer another time i was working a closing shift it was darker out and i believe it was closer to winter times it was around 6 p.m when i was closing and a guy pulls up in a white truck that was lifted so i couldn't really see into the truck unless i leaned over which I didn't think anything of it. The guy didn't give me any weird vibes or anything like that. But when I went to go hand him his coffee, I noticed that he was touching himself and he like immediately tried to cover up. I was super freaked out because I've never seen that before. After that experience with the last guy, I knew that if a guy's going to pull up and do something like that, I'm going to run him for his money. I noticed that he had $200 in his cup holder right next to him. So I told him, if you don't give me all that money that's in the cup holder, I'm going to call the police because you're on camera. So the guy gave me all the money. He apologized for what he did and I never saw him again. It had been a couple months and I didn't really have any other interaction that was weird like that again until one day when I was working a morning shift. Now, this was one of my only morning shifts that I had. I believe it was on a Monday, so they were a lot busier. And that day, I was completely slammed. It was around 8 a.m. This guy came through that I've never seen before, and he ordered a small Americano. Americanos I loved making because they were super quick and easy. I made him his coffee. It was like $4, I believe. Took his money. He didn't tip me, and then he left. I thought that was a little bit weird because a lot of the customers would tip us and typically when you go to stands like this, the guys know to tip a little bit more or to at least tip and this guy didn't tip me at all. I didn't really think anything of it. Then a couple hours passed and it was a lot slower and I saw the guy pull up again. I thought it was a little bit weird, but sometimes the guys would come through and visit us twice in a day. The guy pulled up to the window and he said that he was sorry that he forgot to tip me. He 
was just in a rush and he handed me a $20 bill. When I went to go grab the $20, I looked down and saw his whole you know what. That was the last time I was gonna let a dude get away with doing his thing. So I immediately yelled at him and told him that he was on camera and I pointed to the camera that was directly aimed at his you know what and I told him that if he doesn't get off the property, I'm going to call 911. This guy got super freaked out. He sped out of the parking lot and left. And I decided that I'm so sick and tired of these guys coming through and doing that. That was like the third time within a couple of months. I decided that I was going to call the police. Called the police. The police officer arrived to take my statement. I had to leave the stand put my clothes on and go outside and talk to the cop. He took my statement. He was super nice. He was very attractive as well. And he assured me that he was going to arrest this guy. After that happened, I called the owners, let them know the situation. They pulled the tape and handed it over to the police officer to review. The next day, the police officer called me, told me that they found the guy and that he would be getting a ticket for, I believe, indecent exposure. It it was like some weird thing that they charged him with. Since it was in his car, it technically wasn't public exposure. I'm not exactly sure, but I ended up having to go to court for this entire thing. And it was a super easy case because he was caught in broad daylight and they charged him with whatever it was. So that was a really interesting experience. I got paid out $200 for pain and suffering. Um, and that's basically when I decided that I was going to quit this job and work full-time waitressing and save up to go to college, which obviously I ended up not doing. A couple months later, I realized that I really missed a lot of my customers. A lot of my customers didn't understand why I had left because I quit without putting my two weeks in and I would constantly get text messages from my regulars saying, to come back. I didn't want to come back because I was sick and tired of the treatment and I was not really happy with how the owners were treating the stand. One day, I believe it was like September, I get a call from one of my customers saying that the stand was under new ownership and that they really like these new owners and that I should go back and reapply because the girl heard a lot about me and her and her husband were taking over the stand and going to completely change how things were run. I decided to go back and do training with her and see how much her and her husband were willing to change the stand. They let me know that it was under new ownership, which wasn't necessarily true. The previous owners still owned the shop, but they were getting ready to take it over. That was just a weird situation overall that I don't really know the details of, but all the girls that were working at that stand had quit and so she was needing help hiring. The girl that trained me at the stand the first time around had also quit working in Bikini Coffee, but she was also getting texts from our regulars and she was starting to miss it as well so i told her that she should come back and work with us it was just the three of us working the wife me and the original girl that trained me and we started doing interviews for other girls that wanted to work there as well one thing that was super weird about the new owners is the husband didn't want us wearing thongs and they didn't want us wearing pasties which are honestly like some of the easiest things to wear when you're in bikini coffee. A lot of the times that was like what we would normally wear. Sales dropped significantly and 
a lot of our customers started going to the bikini coffee stand that was up the road. Now, this pissed off the owners because they realized that a lot of the customers were not coming to see us anymore because we were a lot more covered up. And so they decided to allow us to wear thongs and pasties. But the owner's husband was always super weird about it. And I always felt uncomfortable wearing that stuff around him because he was extremely misogynistic. And I knew that whenever he would come up to the stand, it would just be like a whole thing. The sales ended up going back up and everything was fine. Around that time, I had saved up and was getting ready to go and get my breast augmentation. So I let the owners know that I was going to be taking a couple weeks off. In my two-week period, I was constantly getting text messages asking when I was able to start again, and I let them know that I wanted to recover, but they begged me to come back and get back on the schedule. So my first day back was uh, Christmas Eve, which ended up being a really good shift. The holidays are always usually a lot better, especially Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, because people are a lot more giving and people typically tip more. So I was happy to work that shift, no problem. After that, nothing really was going too wrong. Although the sales and our customers were not visiting us as frequently because the stand was starting to become more and more inconsistent, me and the other girl decided that we were going to look for other stands and to see if other places were hiring. Her and I both applied to this other coffee stand that was about 45 minutes away from where this stand was. It was a completely new location that was opening up near a mall. We knew that it was probably going to be a lot slower, but with how heavy the traffic is over there after people started recognizing what the stand was, we knew that eventually it would get busier. I ended up being the one that was hired for the job and she ended up working for another girl's stand that was opening up in a different area. It seemed to go fine. I was working the afternoon shifts it was definitely a lot slower, but I was a lot happier to be out of that part of town and not seeing the same people over and over and over. Around that time, I was turning 21. I turned 21 at the newsstand that I was working at, and I broke the record for sales that day because a lot of people came through to help me celebrate my birthday. I got a lot of presents, a lot of gifts. It was a whole lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. The owner was super happy with me. But after that, it started to get a little bit weird because I think the owner started getting really stressed out with how slow that stand was and keeping up with two stands was becoming extremely overwhelming for her. So she put a lot of pressure on us to try and do everything that we can to get more customers to come by. One thing that I did to try and get more people in was text my old customers to come and visit me. Some of them would and some of them didn't want to go and make the drive. For the most part, I was able to market myself a lot more on Instagram and Twitter and I would let people know whenever I was working so that I could try and get my sales up more and break record sales. The owner started getting extremely greedy and weird. She was just like super weird with me. She started off really liking me and then she started getting really nitpicky with every single thing that I did. She 
would randomly pop by the stand and go through the till and she would get on my case about there being coffee grinds in certain areas and she put a lot of pressure on us to be cleaning the stand like deep cleaning the stand when we were slow which I had no problem doing I like keeping my space clean but she was very particular about every single thing in the stand I only worked at that stand for about five months and then I decided to go and work at my friend's stand, which was the last stand that I worked at. This location was about 30 minutes from my house, but it was still a lot closer. The girl that originally trained me and then the other girl that worked with me worked there, and so it was a lot more fun. The girls that worked with us were a lot better, but the location sucked. It was on a very busy road. It was really hard for customers to turn in and it was located in a strip club parking lot. So it was just super sketchy. There was always something that was going on. People were hitting the stand. People were robbing the stand at night. There was just like a lot of bad situations that constantly happened but I worked there for about a year or so and then I decided to quit because that's when I got into real estate and wanted to begin my career being an entrepreneur. Nothing too weird happened with me at that stand. The people didn't tip very much which I'm not exactly sure why. The stand was also up the street from two other bikini barista stands, so I think that could have been another reason why we weren't extremely busy all the time. This was the best stand to work for because the owner put a lot of effort into the products that she put out, which I think a lot of customers appreciated. There was a lot more female clientele that would come in and the drinks were a lot better and the products were a lot better, like I said. Ranking the stand from the best to worse. The first stand that I worked at made me the best money. My record for tips I've ever made was $3,000 cash in one day. The second stand that was the best to work for was my friend's stand because the products and everything were amazing. And then the second stand that I worked for was the worst because the owner was a bitch and terrible to work for. I hated working for her. To review all the girls that I worked with, overall, I never had terrible experiences with any of the girls. When you put a lot of girls together, there's obviously going to be some sort of drama, but I didn't have any problems with any of the girls. In fact, I'm still friends with some of the girls to this day. Some of them are still in the industry, but a lot of them are not. To rank each stand by the customer base, I would have to go with the first stand that was the best was the second stand because the customers were a lot less creepy. The second best one was the first stand that I worked at because I was most familiar with a lot of the customers. And then the worst was the third stand that I worked at because a lot of the customers were cheap. So that was my intro to getting into sex work. I have done other sex work. The second type of sex work that I did was cam girling. I didn't really promote it or anything just because I didn't want my customers finding out about it. I only did that for a little bit and then I got this guy that I was seeing into it. I didn't really make any money doing that. It's super hard to build up a customer base with that. So I only did that for a couple of months. The second type of sex work that I did was I did work at a strip club, 
but I only danced for one night. I went in with a couple of my girlfriends that were working with me as a bikini barista, and we went in just to make extra money one night. The girls that were working there were nothing like the bikini baristas that I've worked with. They were extremely rude. I just didn't have a good experience. And I didn't make that good of money. I honestly made more money in the day as a bikini barista. It was just kind of uncomfortable for me. I did do one private dance with a guy. Didn't tip me the entire time and talked about his girlfriend and their issues. It was absolutely terrible. I never went back. And then the third form of sex work that I did was OnlyFans. I started doing OnlyFans when I was working at my third barista stand. That was kind of when OnlyFans just started and I liked doing that because I was making pretty decent money on there. I was able to have my customers on there who couldn't make it out to see me at the stand. They could see me on OnlyFans. So I started doing that a lot more frequently and then when the pandemic hit, I started doing it more with my partner at the time. I still do OnlyFans to this day, although I completely rebranded how I do and the content that I have on there is nothing <laughs> like it used to be because it was really taking a toll on my mental health. Okay, so now we are going to jump into the questions I had you guys ask me on my personal Instagram page. These are some juicy questions, so I'm really excited let's dive into it someone asked me was the money good yes and no when i was working in bikini coffee the tips that you would get were pretty inconsistent and also depended on the stand that i was working at like i said my record in cash tips was like three thousand dollars but that was like a holiday. That was not an average day. Of course, you could always like finesse money out of people, but the money was pretty good at the first stand that I worked at. Second stand that I worked at, the money was okay. Third stand, I was not making that good of tips. And honestly, I made more waitressing than at the third stand that I worked at tips wise. Second question, did you feel ashamed to tell your friends and family about your profession? How did they react? I wasn't really afraid to tell my friends about what I did for work because I had really supportive friends. In fact, I got a lot of my friends into bikini coffee. That was fun for me. My mom knew I worked in bikini coffee from when I was 19 years old all the way until I quit but I didn't tell my dad that I was in bikini coffee until I worked at the last stand and he didn't really give a shit. It wasn't really a huge issue because I didn't live with them and I was making money on my own. So I think they were just happy that I was making money and I was able to take care of myself. So it wasn't a big issue. The next question is, were there experiences that concretely made you want to stop? Yes. I was just kind of realizing that the line of work that I was in was one, taking a toll on my mental health, two, taking a toll on my image completely. I basically revived my eating disorder and I was having a really hard time with how I looked. I was extremely insecure and I also was starting to resent men because I was constantly being treated like I was less than because of the line of work and I was extremely sexualized, which does come with the job, but it was just taking a huge toll on my mental health. So that was the reason why I stopped completely. The next question that I got was, did the men ever creep you out or make you feel unsafe? Yes to both of those. 
not as often i mean there was like a lot of creepy things that the guys would say and majority of it i would just kind of block out because i just wanted to get there get my money and then leave but overall the guys were not like too creepy and didn't make me feel too unsafe but i didn't have like any terrible situations where I was like robbed or anything like that. I was pretty fortunate to have an overall pretty safe experience. Someone asked, did you ever smash a customer? I'm trying to think if there was like... So I talked about going on a date with a customer, but I never ended up sleeping with any of my customers. Although one of my customers ended up becoming my boyfriend, but not for years later. So I met one of my boyfriends being a bikini barista i was not the type of girl to date any of my customers just because i didn't want it to be weird and i didn't want to ruin the relationships that i had at work so i never would accept dates from customers but this guy in specific i was like immediately drawn to him i definitely liked him and vibed with him and yeah Three years later, he became my boyfriend, which is kind of funny. The next question says, favorite and least favorite part of the job. So my favorite part of the job was seeing my regulars every day. The money was also really good at some of the stands, of course. I liked being able to dress up and get pretty and wear whatever I wanted. I loved dressing up in costumes and stuff and just feeling sexy. My least favorite part about the job was when customers would not tip and when customers were creepy and then not tip so that was the worst part there was more good to the job than bad would you ever go back to being a bikini barista i've thought about it just because it was kind of fun i don't really have a reason to go back but i do miss seeing my customers all the time and my regulars that does pop in my head every once in a while maybe one day i will do like a pop-in at one of my friend's stands but for right now i don't really have a desire to go back to being a bikini barista the next question is what was my scariest sex work experience the scariest sex work experience was the one that i talked about earlier where the guy came in like jacking off because i didn't know if he was going to do something to me or if he was gonna come back and do it again. So that was definitely scary for me. There were instances where people made me feel uncomfortable. There was one time where I went and visited a sex shop that was close to the second stand that I worked at and this guy followed me out and followed me back to the stand, which made me super uncomfortable, but I was able to have someone escort me out and the guy eventually left one of my customers wrote to me i first met you and you were super chill and fun and would make fun of love that for me i miss seeing you guys if any of you are listening hello i miss you and i love you and thank you for following me for this entire time it's been years in conclusion sex work is not for the faint of heart i think that if you are wanting to get into it you should seriously consider the toll it can take on your mental health it took a huge toll on my mental health it revived my eating disorder like i said it made me think very negatively about my body. It made me a lot more materialistic and money hungry, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it was to the extreme where it was just like an overall bad 
money mindset. I also felt a little bit ashamed about what I was doing for work and I knew that I couldn't do it long term. I don't think that if you are 18 years old you should jump into it because I don't think girls who are under the age of 25 should be working it. Your brain's not fully developed and you don't really have the mental capacity to take in all this stuff. Yes, I was 19 when I started. Knowing what I know now and what I went through, I would not have done it at 19. Of course, there are people who are younger, who are 18 and older, who can handle this job, but not everyone can. And I think when your brain is developing at that age, it's just not good to get in that line of work at all. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got a little bit more insight on what it was like being in sex work. Please remember to approach things with an open heart and not be super judgmental towards people in this industry. It's hard out here. How people make their money doesn't really matter and sex work is real work. It's a lot of work actually. I think it's one of the most taxing jobs there is out there. Not shaming any other job. It's just a lot of mental work and a lot of people don't see it as that but coming from someone who is in the industry it's extremely hard please make sure to like rate review subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and thank you so much for listening i am looking forward to the next episode and i hope you are too remember to be kind and love others i will catch you guys in the next episode okay love you bye